Show number 29 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. I'm definitely awake. I'm awake, too. Okay, good. And I smell good. <laughs> you do. You smell great. I, unfortunately, smell like the testosterone of a bunch of internet startup guys. No, you don't really. I have to get out and, like... But I am sitting as far away from you as I, I can. I know. It's... it's <laughs> It's like that um, that scene in Silkwood <laughs> to get all the radiation off and of me. I am Meryl and Street, I'm and I have to just scrub it. I have to scrub it off me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this is show twenty nine. That's right. It is show twenty nine. Look at his butt. Look at his butt. We are going to look at his butt. We are. We? Yeah, we've got some good looking at his butt to do. But first, we have to talk about the biggest, biggest news story of two thousand six. And although it is only January, I doubt that a story bigger than this is going to come along. It was all over the place. It was on every major news source. Yes. The day that it happened. And a week after it happened, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. It was covered by Time Magazine. (laughs) Time Magazine is in their people section. Yes, at the back. At the back. And what does it say? It's got a bad picture of Bill. Mm Mm-hmm. And it says, where no stone has been before. (laughs) William Shatner has always given of himself to the people, but never something quite this close to his heart. The Boston Legal Star sold his kidney stone for $25,000 to raise money for the charity Habitat for Humanity. Captain Kirk's renal calculus was snapped up by online casino GoldenPalace.com, which added the specimen to its collection of oddities, including a partially eaten sandwich thought to contain the image of the Virgin Mary. This is a bold new addition to our fleet, said the casino CEO, evidently a long-time Trekkie. (laughs) Shatner says his stone is no mere lump of calcium. If you subjected it to extreme heat, it might turn out to be a diamond. (laughs) First of all, is there a law, is this something they teach in journalism school, that when you write a story about William Shatner, you must include at least one of these two phrases, where no something has been before, Uh and the word bold? Yeah. I think they teach that now. Don't yeah, they? yeah, it okay. has to be. Or more often, it's the to boldly go thing, right, right, which often it just pops up everywhere. Yes, yeah, it is in journalism school, and okay. they teach you that on the second day. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's on the first day? The first day is how to sharpen your pencil. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Did what they, they teach you what a margin is. You know. God. <laughs> wow. Highly technical stuff. It is. It is. I remember. Okay, so. He sold his kidney stone. He, he will shill. <sighs> Bill, He's the Bill, king. Bill. And of course, he did it for charity, as yes. he always does. Always thinking of charity. Always thinking of charity. And um, it said in several stories about this that um, how they arrived at the price yes. was that they made him an offer, and he said no, and came back with double that price. Right, but do you know what he said? What? They originally offered him, I don't know, like $7,000 or something, and he said to them, at least is what I heard. Uh huh. My old uniforms go for $100,000. <laughs> Good one, Bill. Really? That's so funny. But I thought it was interesting. I mean, you and I had the discussion about when it was going to be on eBay uh-huh. and who would want this and why. And when it was finally sold to this online casino, again, I was, why? And then the San Jose Mercury News ran an article that kind of explained it for me, uh-huh. explaining that um, online casinos are forbidden to advertise. So this is all free publicity for them every time this gets mentioned anywhere. I see. It totally makes sense. I know. Golden Palace has all kinds of weird crap 
Yeah. <laughs> the cheese sandwich and the other stuff that they And have. I heard they're, they're bidding for the sonogram of Brangelina's baby. <laughs> Another thing I don't want. Really? Um, you know, I'm just going to the Golden Palace website right now. I'm wondering if they're going to have um, a picture of it or something. Well, they have a press release about it right here on the, the well, front page. Um, while you're looking, yeah, I want to tell you a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people on the Shatner Fan Club website bought one of the replicas from eBay. Oh, my God. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And so hopefully we will meet this person at Shatner Weekend. And it came with a certificate of authenticity it saying have. it was a genuine fake? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's so and cool. And you know what? I heard that um, a million little pieces now comes with a certificate of authenticity <laughs> stating it's a genuine fake. It's a genuine fake. That is so funny. But also, yeah, on um, Trek Today, on their BBS, they always have a poll going. And this past week, the poll was, okay, he got $15,000 for his kidney stone. What do you think he would get for his toupee? Which one? Well, it didn't specify. Uh-huh. But then they had, you know, like you could pick 50000 10000 12 cents, whatever. Do you know what the number one pick was? What? Toupee? That's not a toupee. <laughs> That's his real curly, dark hair. <laughs> So I say bravo, Trek BBSers. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. Um, so this is the press release that they have on the goldenpalace.com site. Okay. And here's how it starts. Captain's Log. <laughs> Stardate. 011806. William Shatner, period. Has gone, period. Where no man has gone before, period. And sold a part of himself, period, to online casino, period, goldenpalace.com, period, for $25,000, period, to benefit, period, Habitat for Humanity. You know what? What? It just occurred to me. Yeah? I bet no one has ever sold a kidney stone before. What, ever in the history of... Ever. I suppose. I don't know. Not like this. But not at all. Well, no other celebrity kidney stones? No, but like, you know, you're thinking, okay, you're a a, a drunk and you're in a bar and you have no... (laughs) You're a drunk and you're in a bar. And you have no money and you're desperate, you know, because you're addicted, you know, or you're a crack addict. Uh And what what can you sell? You're down to nothing. You could not even sell your kidney stone. No, that's true. But, you know, I got to think that, you know, somewhere along the line, somebody has sold, you know... Frank Sinatra's kidney stone or something. We would have heard. We would have heard. Because we would have heard about that. I know people in the medical profession. <laughs> but you know what? What? On the, the Golden Palace could be onto something really big if they hang on to this thing and keep it, like, fresh. Uh, fresh. And human cloning actually happens. <laughs> they can clone little Shatners. Oh, now that would be... Like, there aren't enough little Shatners running around already. Yeah, but we could each have our own. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Wouldn't that be great if Bill's kidney was the breakthrough to cloning technology? (laughs) (laughs) Used to be illegal. Not anymore. Nope. Now that we can clone William Shatner. Oh, that is so funny. So I'm just looking at this here. Um, Anyway. Yes, and it was all for a good cause. It went to Habitat for Humanity, which is a wonderful cause. It is a wonderful cause. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. Oh. Um, You know, we just mentioned that's his real natural curly dark hair uh-huh. and i want to point out something on our website yeah the the poster of i'm denny crane mm-hmm. we've probably slept together uh-huh. look at the hair color tilt it up a little bit more 
It's not the Denny Crane gray hair. They've colored it to be yeah, it's kind sort of like of Kirk a Kirk color. A Kirk color, yeah. It isn't gray at all. Yeah. That, it actually looks like they did a little bit of adding more hair to it on the top too. Mm-hmm. Like that's a more that hair than he usually has. They airbrushed it a little too. Yeah. Maybe it's just a really old picture of him that they put on top of. No, he's got his Denny Crane sort of suit and tie. Thing yeah. On. Well, I don't. But it could be an old picture of his face. I'm saying. Oh. You know? They just photoshopped it. <laughs> I don't know. I was just noticing that, you know, that, that the hair color I know. No, I... Inaccurate. I, I, you're absolutely right. I hadn't really noticed it before, but I've noticed it now. It's still a great poster. Yes, it is. I, love I would love poster. to have one. Yeah. So, anyway, Bill sold his kidney stone. Yay. Habitat for Humanity gets a house because I guess Boston Legal chipped in and, yeah, $20, and other things worth, so that yeah. there was, you know, a, a huge amount of money going to them, more mm-hmm. than the kidney stone. And so somebody, you know, is going to have a little plaque. This is the house built by William Shatner's <laughs> kidney stone. And the value of that house is going to go up. Oh, can you imagine living in the house built by William Shatner's kidney stone? I think I would want it in the foundation. Just built into the foundation. Well, you know, kind of like those... Those old myth things, you know, where you would put the foundation like of your fortress mm. up, and then you would sacrifice a certain number of slaves so the blood would be there and that would strengthen yeah. it. This would, I think so. I this was, could have mythic proportions. It's true. Is what I'm saying. I was just wondering, you know, if the people who actually move into that house would want to, like, they would give tours. Oh. You know, five bucks to come and be in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe you know they could have it like a, you know, mounted above the mantle or yeah. something. That would be cool. Yeah. Or maybe they have a giant replica of it in the backyard. <laughs> like a moon rock. Yeah. Like one of those meteors that comes <laughs> down. <laughs> I think, you know, they could do that. They could do that. They absolutely could do that. That's very funny. Anything else we need to say about Bill and his kidney stone? Um, that's the Bill news for now. Okay. Um, there is a lot of Bill stuff coming up in the month of March. We can talk about that later. Okay. And I think we did mention this on the last show, but um, if the Shatner weekend happens, we will be there. We are going. We are going. So, um, you know, if you haven't joined the fan club and signed up and are kind of on the fence, I would think the fact that you get to meet us would certainly, uh, you know, make that well well worth the money. We'll be there with our Look at His Butt t-shirts on. That's right. Yeah, we'll be talking to William Shatner, maybe. And looking at his butt. Looking at his butt. We'll be spending a lot of time. And, and we'll be talking butt. to um, the woman who has the replica. Yeah. That'll be cool. <laughs> we'll take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to have to bring that moist towel out. Because, <laughs> you know, what else is going to tip, you know, top a replica of Bill's kidney I know, stone? I know. Okay, um, let's take our break, and then what are we doing? Are we we're going to watch, watch Boston Legal. We're going to watch Boston Legal. And uh, talk about that, and then we have just lots of other stuff that we're going to yeah. talk about, too. We have the big list of topics. We we're do. Ready with lots of good stuff. And, and we even have, we're going to look at some things that were recommended to us by our listeners, so yes. that's going to be fun, too. So um, we'll be right back. <laughs>
space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Okay, gang, you know the drill. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. We want to hear from you, and you know we're going to read your email on the show. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has collected together some of the best science fiction, fantasy, and gaming podcasts out there. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has a lot of great programming that you might be missing. The goal of this podcast is to showcase some of the great shows available on the network so that you don't miss out on all the fun. Each episode will contain an interview with a TSFPN podcaster and clips from their show. I'll also play some of the fun, funny, and cool clips from some of the other TSFPN shows from this week. To start listening to TSFPN Sci-Fi Access, just visit tsfpn.com. I can do backwards and wearing high heels. I'd like to see James Spader wearing high heels. Actually. You know, to quote Irving Berlin, the best things happen when you're dancing. <laughs> I just loved, loved that scene. That was wonderful. It was so well played, and we meant to look at the credits. I did look see- at the credits. Actually, did I watched say- the credits. It did not give a choreographer for oh, that particular really, scene. Yeah, oh. That's great. You know, I'm going to, now that I'm thinking about it, I will try to get that episode off a of BitTorrent and see if we can just edit it to have that one little scene and put it up somewhere so people can see how great it is. Oh, it, it was fantastic. So let's tell them what we're talking about. Okay, Boston Legal. We just watched two episodes of Boston Legal. Right, and we... Um, we're all caught up now. What we're talking about is uh, a scene where there's music coming from Denny's office, and uh, it's Latin rhythm, and he's dancing, and uh, Alan Shore comes in and says, may I cut in? And Denny says, I'm practicing for my wedding. Why don't you join me? And they dance together mm-hmm. the whole time working through some very complex dialogue. Mm-hmm. And uh, the timing, the movement, the whole thing is just delightful and funny. And they both... They dance so well. They carry it so well. They it carry so it off. Now, you can hear in that clip a little bit of the music that they're dancing to. So it's this wonderful Latin beat mm-hmm. that they're swaying to. And the dancing was just great. It was, uh, they had the hands, they had the shoulders, you know, that you need to have when you're, you're dancing to that. Um, and I am, I'm not a dancer, but I love dancing and I love seeing people dance. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thrilled by this and, and we had to rewind and watch mm-hmm. it, you know, a couple times because I just love it. It's it was great. My favorite scene all season. And, and so, you know, the two of them dancing together close, so sensual, you mm-hmm. know, but, you know, talking away talking about, away, about the, the case, case and about Bev and all this other stuff. But um, I also want to share a little email that we got. This came from a listener of ours named Donna Renee. And she very nicely posted or sent us um, 
uh, uh, to uh, look at his butt at gmail.com and said, if you haven't seen this week's Boston Legal, you must go see it right away. And I had seen it at that point, but Lena hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I wrote back to Donna and I said, thanks for not posting a spoiler, but here's my private email address if you want to talk about it. So she wrote to me, and here's what she wrote. I just, I love this. I love that somebody else besides me thought this. She says, hey, JK, I seem to remember hearing that Spader is something of a computer geek. You don't suppose, with that offhand reference to backwards and in high heels, <laughs> that he's listened to the podcast and or read some fanfic. <laughs> that would be just too funny. It would be. That would be great. We should try to get his email address. Well, yes, and uh, then she wrote more in another email, and and I thought this was really good because this brings us into a topic I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. She says, that whole scene was just great. Bill and James have such good working chemistry, which showed in spades in that dancing segment. It's really funny how the writers avoided any Trek references for the longest time, but now every episode seems to have a little something. I wonder what brought about that change. I don't know, but it is amazing. And we were just saying for the very um, the last episode that we watched, which is the most recent one, right? Like that's the current mm-hmm. one. Yes. This this thing about them just shattering the fourth wall and going all over the place. You had told me before we watched it that Shatner was not in that episode very much, and in fact he wasn't. He was just there. Right. At the end of the episode, it's the the balcony, the standard balcony scene, and Shatner's out there smoking a cigar, and Spader comes out and he says, "Oh, there you are. I haven't seen you much this episode." I know. It was just great. And then Bill says, that saddens me. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're getting very comfortable, I think, with sort of playing fast and loose with, quote, unquote, TV reality. Yeah. And so that really got me uh, thinking. Yes. Yes. Where are they going to go with this? And I was also thinking, what's going to happen with this Bev storyline? Bev is Denny Crane's fiance, and the firm wants her to, to just go away. They had mm-hmm. uh, Brad... Decker go to what uh, try to to buy her off and that didn't work and I got to thinking about you know how they are making track references shattering the mm-hmm. fourth wall and it all kind of scrambled up in my sick old brain and I was thinking this is what I predict they're going to do with Bev mm-hmm. she's going to be hit by a truck Edith Keeler style <laughs> <laughs> that could well happen I was actually wondering if um, you know they were going to try and have her off or something. <laughs> Because she's only on for six episodes, right? Something like Something that, like, yeah. So she's not going to be a continuing character. Well, we don't know. Betty White, you know, was limited, and then she was back in That's an true. episode. That's so, true. So um, we don't know what's going to happen there. If she and, and Denny are actually going to get married. Yeah. And if something's going to happen. But I Probably, I, maybe at the wedding. Something will happen at the wedding. A truck. A truck. Tr- the florist truck. Right into the, yeah. the church. Yeah. 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 Or... What? They're going to get married at the the Vegas Hilton in a Star <laughs> Trek wedding. I, I was thinking they're going to get really blatant about the Star Trek thing. They're going to have something happen, like have William Shatner as a client, so he gets to play two versions two of himself. And, or Danny Crane is going to end up at a Star Trek convention, uh-huh. or a, a riot's going to break out at one, and they have to defend the, the rioters. Or And he'll say something like, you know, when I was younger, I really looked a lot like that guy. People used to stop me. They're gonna, they're gonna do something. I think so. In the, the episode we just watched, there was a, a, a an argument between him and, and Renee, and um, he was saying, "I'm the captain," and yeah. Renee saying, "You're not the captain," and I'm just a deckhand. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. It was good. But um, yeah, it, it, it was really good. 
good episode. Now, yeah. In the second one that Bill wasn't in very much, mm-hmm. uh, Betty White did come back, and there was also a case, and, and you didn't see this part, so I'll just <laughs> tell it to you quickly, where um, they were suing, or this young woman was suing a um, health insurance company mm-hmm. because her father and her mother were divorced and the mother had been abused, and, and so she had um, a restraining order against the husband. And because... He knew his wife's birth date and social security number. He was able to log on as her. Oh. And find out that she goes to a doctor, a psychiatrist once a week. And so he just hung out outside there and killed her. <gasps> oh, my God. So they were suing mm-hmm. the health department or the health insurance company. So it was kind of an interesting thing on this yeah. online privacy and liability. But I think, you know, this is this is a real pattern that... Um, that they're they're doing where they they have an issue and they mm-hmm. you know sort of encapsulate it in a case and it's almost always um, it goes one of two ways. Crane Pool and Schmidt represents the big business and they win it and they're kind of like I'm not sure I feel good about we mm-hmm. won it or else Alan Shore represents the little guy mm-hmm. going up against big business. I really want them to take on copyright law. Ooh, that would be good. Wouldn't it? That would be really good. Yeah. They might. You never know. Well, and because, I, you know, that is a big deal. I mean, it's been extended to just about forever now. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because of Disney. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so, very cool. Well, who knows? That's uh, my suggestion. Right after they, you know, go to a Star Trek convention or get William Shatner as a client <laughs> or something, you know. I want to see William Shatner as a client. Or maybe maybe Leonard Nimoy. Maybe he was supposed to be the client. Maybe so. Maybe be better with Bill. Yeah. Bill loves playing two Bills. He's done it so much. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe they, oh, you know, they have such great uh, capabilities now with CGI and everything. Maybe he can dance with himself. <laughs> I think he looked better dancing with Spader, actually. They really, they, they did look they good together. They danced very, very well together. Um, so just for those of you who are not watching and who, who actually want to know what's happening on Boston Legal, um, the subplot with Bill and his uh, and Joanna Cassidy is that uh, they're going to get married and she is starting to influence his decisions and usurp a little of his power. She had the sandwich guy fired mm-hmm. because he was rude to her. That's always a bad yeah. And then the firm is trying to buy her off and make her go away so that he doesn't have a marriage and a painful divorce and have to pay her lots and lots of money. So It's interesting me, to me, though, that the, the firm, um, Schmidt and, and Paul and Brad, mm-hmm. are doing such a clumsy bad job of trying to handle that. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's not very good. It's like they had to get it all out of the way in that one episode. So they they wrote the scenes and said, how can we compress this as as quickly mm-hmm. as possible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very clumsy. And the other thing is, Brad, in one of his scenes after he tried to buy her off and, mm-hmm. and failed and had to go back and tell Shirley and Paul about it, said, okay, she did turn me down, but... Before she turned me down, she hesitated. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing this now on second view, and I remember that he said that. So... I'm watching it specifically mm-hmm. to see that hesitation, and I was watching it pretty closely. And that hesitation did not come across as, hmm, should I take this Oh, offer? not at all. It was like she was deciding how she was going to kick his ass. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that, because that's exactly what I was thinking. She yeah. was thinking, how should I handle this little pipsqueak? Yeah, yeah. No, that was it. I mean, yeah. there was no hesitation like she was thinking about taking the money. Oh, no, not no, at all. No, no. <laughs> okay, whatever. Whatever. We have the correct interpretation we there. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I wanted to, somebody mentioned this to me in, in email, and I'm sorry, that I know I keep doing it, but whenever we talk about Boston Legal, we sort of use the names of the actors and the characters interchangeably. <laughs> so I'm really sorry about that, but sometimes I can't bring it to mind. And I tend to think of them <coughs> more as the actors anyway. Like whenever I see the character of Paul, one of the partners, he's Renee, because I just know that his name is Renee. Or Odo. 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 Yeah. He definitely looks like Odo. And, and when I see Candace Bergen, I don't really think of her as Shirley. I think of her more as Candace Bergen. So. Well, and we I, we both, That's no my matter fault. what he's doing, think of him as the Hobbit. I if he has a character name, I don't know I it. don't know what his character name is. I've never known his character name. And but, he was only in it for, in those two episodes, he was in it for a total of, what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. That was kind of weird. They didn't have enough money to pay him for a speaking role. I don't I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> stuff up now. I have no idea. I guess you are. Anyway, we're really enjoying Boston Legal we this are. season. Um, they're really hitting their stride. They're having a lot of fun with their scripts. Absolutely. And uh, it's just really interesting to see where are they going to go. I don't know. Now I have to find out the Hobbit's name. Look, they put his picture up here mm-hmm. at the bostonlegal.org. Let's look at the cast. Hobbit. Hobbit. Garrett. His name is Garrett. Does he have a last name? Garrett Wells. <laughs> I was hoping he's going to be like Guy, who wasn't important <laughs> enough to have a last name. <laughs> and the actor's name is Justin Mentel. I like Hobbit. I like Hobbit a lot better, yeah. Oh, let's see what else Justin Mentel has done. Well, he was born in 1982. Okay. So that makes him, what, six, seven? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And he's been in two movies. Pretty much. He hasn't done a whole lot. Roll Bounce. Yeah, that was a... In Gotham, was a skater. Illinois. Yeah. Johnny Wall. So, that's it. Okay. 1982. How old does that make him? 24. Oh, my God. You're I, not even through law school at that point, no, are you, usually? No, no, He looks like a hobbit. Yeah. He really does. He's very hobbity. Very hobbity. Okay. All right, now we know, but I'm, I'm still not going to remember it because it's such a non-distinctive name. Well, and the character is pretty non-distinctive yeah. at this point, too. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. A couple people have written to us saying um, Mark Valley is, is is much better than we were giving him credit for when we were calling him Decker. Yeah. And I had never seen him in anything before, but apparently he's, he's done other things and been very good. And uh, he, he is very funny, and I'm only seeing it this season, last yeah. season. He was such a, a straight man, just such a... You know, he was good-looking blonde guy. That was his role. Like Decker. He was yeah. exactly like Decker. But, you know, it's funny. Um, his character is now a partner in the firm. And it right. seems like now that his character is a partner, they're having his character interact much more with all the senior staff. And he's much, much better at that. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly, when you're put in with actors of caliber, you rise to the occasion if you've got any talent whatsoever. Right. And he's certainly doing it. So he's he's rising to the occasion. He's doing a great job with the with the other actors, and uh, he's definitely funny. Yes, which is great. Yes, really good to see. Yeah. So, yeah, thumbs up to Boston Legal. Okay. We're gonna keep on watching and watch Bill do just fantastic work. Yeah. And, and coming up very soon, by the time you guys hear this, it will have already happened. But um, he and and James Spader are both nominated in the same yes. category in the Screen Actor Guild Awards, which are coming up. And uh, Bill is going to be both a nominee and a presenter, mm-hmm. so we'll have to, to see what that turns out to be. Yeah, you know, I'm just looking at the schedule for the, the episodes, and uh, I'm wondering how many more episodes there are in Season 2. It looks like there should be about 17 or 18. More? 
Yeah, they have it up to 19. Wow. Up to March 14th. That's not 17 more episodes. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. The the numbers go up to to 19. Oh, okay. So there are 19 episodes in season two, apparently. Okay. If they do all of the ones that are planned so far and they don't chop one up to fold it into something else. Really? So, yeah. Just wondering how they're going to wrap up the season, if they're going to do it with a cliffhanger or something like that. Because, you know, they like to do that now on regular seasons. Whenever they end the season, it has to be like, what's going to happen next? Oh, right. Well, they're all trying to get that who shot JR magic. Yeah. So I think maybe the season will end with um, um, Danny. With the tr- truck bearing down on Bev. Either that or, <laughs> no. Uh, the other... And I like Bev. I don't want people to think I'm really no, trying no, to die. No, 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 um, I think it might end with them in the church about to get married and somebody running up and pounding on the glass. Going, I'll have the graduate. I'll have the graduate. Yeah, okay, that could happen. That could happen. I don't know. You know, um, I have the graduate sitting at home waiting for me to watch uh-huh. because I went and saw that bad Jennifer oh, Aniston yeah, movie, yeah. which I thought was a great premise, and it's a, a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole thing because it made so little sense. I couldn't wait to see what new weird direction it was going mm-hmm. to go in every five minutes. <laughs> but it really made me need to re-watch The Graduate. Which so I is am a going to be watching very that. good movie. Yeah. And uh, so if they do do a graduate reference, I will be right up on it. Great. Cool. Is that it? I think so. All right, cool. Well, let's take another break and hear some of that great music from Impulse. I wonder if we should keep that Alexander the Great music to throw in there once in a while. Sure, why not? We're <laughs> getting We're getting quite a... A little. It's turning uh, into a clip show. Clip show, (laughs) but that's okay. I I I don't care about that. Okay, let's watch some more TV and then we'll we'll come back. Okay. actually think it did. This is the Gregory Gray portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special, this is the New Zealand segment of yes. the, for the podcast. And um, the reason we played it, well, let me tell you what that was that you just heard. That was a haka, 
and a haka is the generic name for a Maori war dance. And this particular haka was performed by the All Blacks, which is the New Zealand rugby team, very famous. And ah. they often do this. They do this at the, the games that they do. Okay, and it's this very good. New Zealand thing that they, it's a great dance. Um, and the reason we played it was because we got a response for Wake the Comatose Captain game, Yay. which is good. So Gregory sent this in, and he says um, that this should be for um, Waitangi Day, which is the New Zealand National Day, and you should invite the All Blacks to perform a haka just like that. So you can imagine these gigantic rugby guys all around the bed in sick bay, mm-hmm. you know, making the faces and stamping their feet and everything. And I think that would wake them up. I think that would wake them And that that's great. So we'll add that to the holiday list. Yeah. Uh, the rest of you, come on. you got to come up with some more. you got to so come that, up with that some makes stuff. You don't necessarily have to send sound clips, although they're very welcome. Yeah. But You know, I'm going to have to. I realized I should have done this last week, but I didn't have it. I'm going to put the list up. I'll link it from oh, okay. uh, the blog, the show blog. So people can refer to it just to refresh their memories on sure. what we've done already. And I will add Gregory's entry. Fantastic. There. So now, okay. now, are we going to do the? I was going to say Gregory sent us something else as well. That's and that's why. It's, now, I first of all, I have to say I don't know why he sent it to you rather than to me. Because there's a story there. It's my turn. Okay. It's my turn. All right. I'll try not to be insulted. Well, you know why? Why? I think it comes across. That I'm like really drooly over Shatner and you sound reasonably <laughs> rational. So it's like, okay, here's something so wacko that only JK will, you know, wet her pants or this or whatever. This is the strangest Shatner sighting. This is great though. This is so amazing. It's awesome. Gregory wrote to me um, about the haka, but he also said he had watched the Wesley Snipes movie Blade 3. Three. Didn't, you probably didn't know there was a Blade 3. Probably not. <laughs> But he watched it because a friend had told him that Incubus, the William Shatner Esperanto movie, is in Blade 3. Yes. And apparently there is a scene where this is on TV in the background. Mm -hmm. And Gregory, God bless him, sent a screen cap. So that we have this. No, it was it was a perfect screen cap because it was exactly in the look at his butt tradition. That is, Gregory <laughs> took a picture of the TV screen with his camera, which I love. But he it's captured so exactly funny. what we needed to see, you know, that it, it, it is Incubus and it is this movie with Wesley Snipes. And it's just, it's so bizarre. And I wrote back to Gregory and I said, so what is the context? You know, I would think if you were going to put a movie like Incubus into your movie, that this would be somehow commenting or contrasting or something on the theme Mm -hmm. of Blade 3, and Gregory didn't seem to think so. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Um, And I just wanted to mention that in his PS to you, he says, Blade 3 is the crappiest (laughs) of crappy films. Avoid. (laughs) Now, I have a philosophical question for you. Yes. Which is weirder? Bill on TV in Incubus in Blade 3, uh-huh. or Bill on TV at the Alice and Angel porn site? Oh, that's a tough one. You Isn't know, it? I don't know that I could make a choice between those two things, because I they're have, both equally weird in different ways. I have been thinking about it, thinking about it, and I would say, you know, that Alice and Angel wins, except that it's Incubus. <laughs> You know, if it was Star Trek or T.J. Hooker, Boston Legal, anything, but it's Incubus of all things. Well, I think maybe this is the beginning of a trend of having William Shatner on TV in the background, <laughs> like Alfred Hitchcock yeah, always appearing in exactly, his own films. Exactly, and it's it's you know it's a meme. 
and it, <laughs> we're spreading memes. We're spreading memes again. Meme alert. And it's just going to be there. You're going to start seeing it more and more. It's going to be in more TV and more movies and more still photographs. It's just going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, if you and I ever had to pose for photographs, absolutely, there has to be a TV with Shatner on. A TV? Well. Many, many TVs. Well, it depends whose house we do. <laughs> we probably have no, one. No, <laughs> when we have photographs professionally done, when yeah. we're big media personalities. Next, next week. It's going to be, you know... Hundreds of TV screens, and up on every one of them, you and I are going to get to pick the, the Shatner moment that we want up there. Like, we can have him and James Spader uh-huh. dancing in Boston Legal, a lot from Mirror Mirror, yeah. a lot from Where No Man, Alexander, you Definitely. know, all our, our, our favorites, him and Helen Noel. Okay. That yeah. sounds good. That's I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy for that. Yeah. So thanks, Greg. That was that was that cool. was fantastic. Thank you so much. And anybody else? Weird Shatner sighting. <laughs> Let us know. I can't believe we've gotten these two just within a few weeks of each yeah. other. Allison Angel and uh, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Incubus on TV. Ooh, how strange. So we are going to post that picture, Gregory. Oh took, yeah, right? yeah. Well, he he sent several, and I believe one of them. Well, two of them were from Incubus. Right. Let me see. Oh, this. This is perfect, yeah. So it's a picture of um, the TV, (laughs) and it's Wesley Snipes and whoever his co-star is. And it's a pretty big TV. It's like a big flat-screen TV. And clearly, it's William Shatner. And clearly, it's Incubus. And it's it's definitely... It's even got the little... um, Close caption. Yeah, you can, you can see it. Yeah. Because Incubus, as you may or may not know, is the only movie ever filmed in Esperanto. That's right. And so it has subtitles. And... Shatner was in it, and it's a movie about, what, vampires or zombies or something? You know what it is? Do you remember? It's an early iteration of um, The Devil's Reign. But oh, is Esperanto. it really? Oh. <laughs> well, they're the same movie. It's, you know, this good and evil morality play, uh-huh. sort of Bergman-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's black yeah, and white, you know. Yeah. Very moody. Okay, I'll accept that. Okay, good. It's been so long. We saw it, what, like two or three years ago? When it first was available on DVD. Yeah, we watched yeah, it. Yeah, I've still got it. I've yeah, got that. I we can review that again sometimes if we want. He looks gorgeous. Oh, he looks wonderful. And he's good in it, you know, as mm-hmm. much as you can act when you're phonetically speaking a language that you don't understand. This is my question for Bill, if we ever get to interview him yeah. on the wide variety of topics we have for him. Incubus, they keep saying that, that William Shatner and the rest of the cast learned Esperanto. So I want to know, did you actually learn it like you could have a spontaneous mm-hmm. conversation, or did you learn your lines? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, I have heard, um, and I don't know this because I've never studied Esperanto, despite being a linguist, it's not one of my languages. <gasps> I have other stupider languages. <laughs> no, that's kind of doubtful, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> like Gothic. I can read Gothic, you know. Wow. And you can um, you can speak Vulcan, can't you? <laughs> no. I thought I, you could. I studied it for a while, but the people who were the Vulcan language... Sorry, guys. Vulcan Language Institute folks. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. <laughs> I tried to teach them about phonetics, and they wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> well, but no, I have the stupid, hell with them. I have, like, Gothic, Japanese, Irish, and maybe one other thing, yeah. Wow. But nothing really useful is the problem. <laughs> And not Esperanto, okay? Okay. So, um, but I've heard that actually Esperanto is very easy to learn because get, it's a man-made language, so it's completely regular. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about irregular verbs or bizarro conjugations. Everything is spelled and pronounced exactly the way it looks. So it, it's actually really easy. Well, I ran across something, and I wish I could remember where it was and who was saying it, that it puzzles me 
about William Shatner and mm-hmm. Esperanto. Somebody was saying, and maybe it was Bill himself, saying um, that he thought it was apparently more like Spanish than it is or something, mm-hmm. and so his accent was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, Esperanto's made up. How can there be the <laughs> right accent? You know, it's not like a genuine Parisian telling right. me my French sucks. Yeah, you know, they're in a position know. to know. Well, maybe it was just a matter of, you know, where the stress was supposed to be on the words, and he wasn't getting the stress quite right. I don't know. Maybe you're never supposed to break up your sentences that way in Esperanto. <laughs> if anybody out there speaks Esperanto... Let us know, because I'd be real interested to hear about that. If anybody out there speaks Esperanto, send us a sound clip of you saying, look at his oh, in Esperanto. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be the coolest thing ever. Maybe we need to start doing that. We have to get a collection of sound clips. That's our project for 2006. Okay. So. Look at his butt in many languages. Many languages. So everybody who's listening, if you speak a language other than English, natively or not, or you can get somebody who speaks a language other than English, have them record just those words. Look at his butt. And this will bring international peace <sighs> through Shatner's butt. Can you believe it? I'll put them all up on the blog. I'll have them all linked in a little row, and you can click on them, and you can hear With all flags. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put little <laughs> flags next to them. Oh, this is great. This is so great. Terrific. <laughs> and this is our United Nations project for the junior high fair that we have collected people from all around the world to say, look at his butt in their native tongues. Thank you. <laughs> we would so win first prize. <laughs> we would. <laughs> this is great. Okay, I'm very excited about this now. This so am I. So we have a project. Life has a purpose. Oh, we're going to start working on this. Okay. okay. <laughs> Um, what's next? I don't know. Oh, something. No, no, I was going to talk about the vibrance. Yes, That's the right. vibrance, yes. So, um, as, as faithful listeners will recall, I received fabulously for Christmas a Venus vibrance of my very own. Yes. And um, so I've tested it, and I've tested it doing um, two different things. <laughs> I used it to shave my legs. Okay. And it actually works really well as a razor for shaving your legs. Was and it vibrating when it you was, used it? It was vibrating when I used it, and I did not feel like I was going to um, cut my legs open and um, have an accident and bleed all over the bathroom floor or anything like that. So when it, it's vibrating, the blade's not actually moving that much, so you don't feel like you're in danger. Okay. So that was fine, but it, it worked pretty well, you know, for shaving your legs. And since it's battery operated, you know, you have it in the shower and you don't feel like you're going to electrocute yourself. Okay. That's the other part of it. So that was cool. And then I carefully detached the blade portion. Good thinking. (laughs) Before I even took it into my bedroom. (laughs) Because it might go mad. You never know. know. And then I field tested it as a vibrator and it worked really well. I was very happy with it. So the cool thing about it, I think deep shave might've mentioned this is that, um, because the little motor thing is in the kind of the body of the handle, the vibration that's in the handle part where you actually push on it is fairly strong. But it's um, because it's it's kind of thick. It's not like an intense vibration. It's more like a, a softer one. Mm-hmm. But I, I found that at the end where the blade attaches, because it's it's made out of very thin plastic, it's actually a more concentrated type of vibration. So you actually get two vibrations in one. Wow. Which I really liked. So you can kind of switch back and forth between them. Wow. And it was quiet as anything. That's the other thing I really liked about it. You could hardly hear it. Over your moaning and <laughs> screaming. and. So it would be a good thing to take, you know, traveling, 
for example. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, that's what we talked about on our very first show. Yeah. About, um... I know, it, it would be a good thing to vibrator. travel. Yeah. I, you know, I was traveling last weekend, and I was going to take it with me, mm-hmm. but I didn't need to. Well, okay. <laughs> but let, let, let us hear about your adventures when it goes through airport security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I just realized I was fishing for my keys in my purse, and I actually took a, a pair of nail clippers through security. I think they I didn't, let you do that. Do they now. really? Yeah. I didn't mean to, but it was in my purse. They let you bring lighters and stuff now. No lighters, no. No? There's buckets for lighters at the security. Oh, okay. Well, obviously I misheard that. Yeah. Not that I need to know. While we're on the topic of sex toys. <laughs> oh, I was going to say airport security, yes. No, sex toys. <laughs> Someone is making a Vulcan dildo. Yeah, we saw that on the... The Kirk Spock snuggle group thing. Did you well, hear this from somewhere else? And on one of the groups I'm on, somebody was in touch with someone. Yeah. Um, who said, "Yeah, she's she, he, whoever is going to make a Vulcan dildo, and it's wow. going to be available this summer." Now I don't know if that means available like for people to buy, or this person's making it for friends, just for show. I don't. Maybe know. we'll have to keep an eye Maybe out. Maybe it's going to go to the Golden Palace uh, Casino. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> That would be really the cool. The Virgin Mary cheese sandwich would be edged aside <laughs> by the Vulcan dildo in the, the popularity contest. Oh, that would be funny. Well, I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like when it's done. One mm-hmm. wonders what color they're actually going to make it. I mean, if it was like a bright emerald green, that would make me laugh. It would look like the Emerald City. Yeah. It wouldn't be too attractive. I mean, that's... <laughs> It'll be like a rude person Vulcan dildo. <laughs> yes. You know, i got to start posting those rude person stories. Well, you have to get permission from people. Well, the ones we wrote. Oh, okay. That, yeah, you have my permission. Okay, the one you wrote. <laughs> Charm and hotness. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it just I was thinking as you were talking about that, that uh, what color could you make it? Because Spock isn't green. I mean, Leonard Nimoy wasn't green, you know? Let's talk about that. Yeah, because we have talked about it a little bit before. Well, um, here's the thing. Yeah. I believe he was supposed to be green. Yeah, he was, because of the copper blood thing. Yeah, yeah. and there is that that comment by Captain Christopher in uh, Tomorrow's Yesterday is Next Tuesday, or whatever mm-hmm. the name of that weird episode is, you know, where they go yeah, back yeah, in time, yeah. about little green men, mm-hmm. and then he looks at Spock. And, you know, I have a color TV. I've had several <laughs> color TVs, and I'm pretty sure most of them were working okay, and he's never looked green. No, he hasn't, and McCoy says that he calls him green skinned a couple of times does he call him green skinned or green blooded uh, green blooded i don't know i think there's some reference to his skin color besides captain christopher somebody else yeah. somewhere talked about him but he doesn't look green like vena the slave girl in uh, menagerie but he doesn't even look sallow no in some eps he looks a little more yellow than others but he never looks green well somebody pointed out in a discussion once that um if he hadn't been wearing the um the blue tunic yeah he would have looked greener that he would have looked greener well that could be i suppose i always wondered though you know they never really made an attempt to say make his make his lips look green right so if he really Uh had had green blood his lips wouldn't have been pink yeah like yours and mine they would have been really green yeah kind of icky really but they never tried to do that and they never really tried to disguise it in other places i mean you can even see on his hands sometimes they never really bothered to put that much makeup on his hands Mm -hmm. so they don't look made up at all right i mean in the um in the nazi episode when he doesn't have his shirt on Mm -hmm. he doesn't look pink no he looks kind of i don't know what he looks pretty sallow there i would say 
Okay, I, I was looking now. at some screen caps from the Nazi episode the yeah. other day. With and the I magic think, marker? Yeah. <laughs> With the magic marker. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. <laughs> yes. They have handcuffs on. Yeah. They're standing there with guys behind them uh-huh. whipping them. Uh-huh. And Spock, of course, never moves. He's and, so and Jim just sort of like evades it like uh-huh. maybe there's a bee buzzing around <laughs> or something. But I'm like, okay, you only have handcuffs on. You could run out of the way of the whip, you know. Why just stand there like an idiot? Well, because the director couldn't move the camera. <laughs> that was why. But, you know, didn't do you remember once when we were watching it and I noticed that Shatner's handcuffs aren't even cuffed in one scene? <laughs> they're, like, doing something, and you can clearly see that they're open because they just didn't bother to fix them before they started the cameras rolling. It's like, oh, God. I was watching that episode with somebody once who made the magic marker comment. but who <laughs> Probably also had, Robin. <laughs> no, no, it was someone else. But who also was just, like, driven from the room in appalled um at this whole thing where they they take out the bed slat and oh, make yeah. a cut and uh-huh. get the little transponder out and <laughs> make shit up make shit up got to make shit up bounce the graviton particle beam off the main deflector shield um okay cool and now we have one more thing to talk about right and we were this is Brian Evans right yes, okay Brian yes Evans. in a recent show we were talking about that this uh, CD is out that has two cuts of William Shatner performing um, What Kind of Fool Am I? And The Lady is a Tramp. Yes. Live. Live. In Key, Key West. West. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to be able to to get the, the, those recordings. And we were listening to them, and, and Lena said, it's, it sounds like, you know, a wedding band or something. And I was going, yeah, it was karaoke night somewhere. And, and there's Bill. Crooning away. He's doing, yeah. It is inimitable Bill style. So we're going to play um, Lady is a Tramp for you at the very end of this. Yes. But what a wacky thing. Like, what inspired him to get up on stage <laughs> and do this? What is his connection with Brian Evans? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just, they drove a dump truck full of money up to his house. Well, you know, he's always saying, like, that Ben Folds had contacted him because Ben Folds is the only other human being on the planet other than William Shatner who really understood Transform Man and said, you know, I really understood it. And, uh, you know, let's do some music together. So, like, you know, can I call him up? And say that you understand Transformed That I understand it. In fact, I saw it on a CD the other day at Fry's. Really? Yeah, but I already have all the songs, so I didn't buy it. But, um... And tell my I really understood it, and Bill and I can make some beautiful music together. Definitely. Well, you know, you got to write all this stuff down, so when we go to the Shatner weekend, you can remember that you had to tell him that. <laughs> oh, God. Well, somebody who's been listening carefully, send me a list <laughs> of, of all the things I've said so far I need to do. <laughs> right after you said this, look at his butt in many languages. Really, uh, You know, it is really amazing that he can do something as not good as the thing that we're going to play at the end <laughs> of the show, and yet come out with an as- album like has which is so very good. Well, you know, um, Ben Fold said something about if every artist would be as as willing and honest and open and as trusting of his mm-hmm. producer as Bill was, he yes. would give up performing and just be a producer. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think Bill and and Ben Folds probably worked very very well together and 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 brought out the best in each other. Yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to envision what went on to get Bill to do the Brian Evans thing. You know, they called him up and they're like, Bill, you want to get up on stage and do a couple of tunes? 
and Bill was like, well, what happens? Like, well, you just get up there and sing these songs. And am I going to get paid for it? Yeah, yeah, you'll get paid for it. Is it going to be in front of a lot of people? Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be in front of a lot of people. Is it going to go on a CD that I can hawk, that I can shill? Yeah, yeah, it will. Oh, all right, I'll do it then. <laughs> as long as I can shill the CD afterwards. So, do you think he got like a, a, some sort of payment for Incubus being in Blade Three? That's an excellent question. Because he and, and Nimoy and um, uh, uh, James Doohan get screen credit, and I'm assuming payment for Trials and Tribulations. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so for Incubus, I would imagine that he probably got paid a flat fee for being in that movie mm. with no residuals. Mm. But um, the people who own the rights to the film still have it because they were the ones who had to give permission for it to be put out on DVD in the first place. So they probably got some money for yeah. it appearing in that. I doubt he got anything, though, after all this time. I mean, it wasn't really customary to give yeah. actors a piece of it back, you know, when yeah, it was their first or second movies, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's something as low budget as that. So I doubt it. I, he probably doesn't even know. Well, you see, we have to tell him. Well, yeah. So and we, but, have to, we have to tell him which is... Get him to, to be the arbiter of which is weirdest. Blade Three. Or Alice and Angel. I think that's an excellent question. I think he would really be interested. In, exactly, he'd be very interested in answering that question. He so, would. He would. Yeah, <laughs> he'd love would. that. He'd be so interested. So, um, let's put the question to the listeners as well. You know, okay. which is weirder? Which do you think is the weirder thing? Or if you have another Shatner sighting that's even weirder, or or even close to that weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible that it, there could be something weirder. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there could be. But we would need to know about that. Yeah. Because we need to know these things. We do. <laughs> and we, we always share with you guys. Yeah. Because that's what we live for. So we're going to close, I believe. Yes, that's the end with of this. The Lady is a Tramp. Lady is a Tramp. Rendered by. Rendered by. The inimitable. Yes. William Shatner. Yes. And um, we'll be back next time with lots more stuff. We have so many things that we need to go through and watch and discuss and all the rest of it. Mira, his butt! Yeah, so uh, go buy a t-shirt, think about the comatose captain, and um, get those sound files to us. We need Can to you say look him. at his butt in goth for us before we go? In goth? Yeah, in gothic. Gothic. <laughs> you know, I don't think I know the word for butt. Well, I didn't know it either, so I said Mira, his butt. Okay, I would actually have to go look it up. Okay. And my, my gothic grammar is in the other room. But All I'll, right. I'll figure it out. I'll okay. Yeah, that'd be good. I fell in love. Several times. But I've never been in love like I am now with my wife. So I took this song and used some of the old stuff and wrote some new stuff. She gets too hungry for dinner at eight. She loves the theater but never comes late. Never bother with people she hates, and that's why the lady is a tramp. Oh, doesn't like crap games with barons and earls. Won't go to Harlem in ermine and pearls. Won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls, and that's why the lady is a tramp. Care. She's broke. It's 
Crazy? Don't mind if I do! Ah! 